Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. And tonight we're going to be discussing Season 2, Episode 5 of Daredevil. Oh, I don't remember the name of this one. Uh-oh. Oh, no. You failed us. Oh, no. Well... The recap goes as such. The uh, this is uh, this is the episode we get the background. Uh, well, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Sorry, I'm doing <laughs> so many the, of these. All the usual spoiler. I got to remember to give the spoiler alert. Uh, we're about to talk about episode five, so if you're not caught up with that at least that far, don't listen past now. Uh, this episode is the Electra background episode. We get Kimbaku how- is what it's called. Okay, this episode is called Kimbaku. And uh, they, uh, we, we find out how she met uh, Mr. Matt Murdock. We find out uh, what, she, what drove them apart. And now she's back. And we see that she's uh, trying to take, take on Roxxon Corporation, which has and the Yakuza. been all throughout the MCU yeah, television it's like, division. It's like the, uh, the television side's big... Evil corporation. Yeah, it's like the Thanos of the TV. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, totally. All right. Uh, it's the Hammer Industries. This episode was a little slower. It was a little bit, but it had, it had a lot of character building backstory. Totally cool with that. Totally cool with that. We've had a very exciting. hot. She is an attractive lady. That's the word I was looking for. She is a very attractive lady. But I couldn't. I was blinded. And by... they have that. Sort of strange. Uh, they was wrestling. They're wrestling sex. <laughs> uh, and strange. This is boxing ring sex. I don't know. It's just like this place reminds me of my father. Let's have sex. Let's in do it. it here. That was a little weird. A little weird. I like that she was testing him though. Like, what if she was wrong though? What if he wasn't like a fighter? Oh yeah, she would what just kick she... him in the face. <laughs> he like gets in the ring and she just backspin kicks him in the face. He's yeah. like, "Ow! Why did you do that? Who does that?" I like that she just assumed he wasn't actually blind. Like, yeah. I knew you weren't blind, and I'm sure. And he's like, "No, yeah, I'm blind." In the course of their relationship thus far, she's seen little bits and pieces of how he can do things that he shouldn't be able to do. Yeah. Like it's complicated. I like that he just catches the pickle jar when she throws it over I her know. shoulder. I really love that. Like, whatever, and like puts it down. <laughs> I was like, it was a really subtle way of showing that they were functioning completely normally with his powers as just a known quantity in their relationship. You know, yeah. she just tosses the pickles to him without even looking. She throws it back. Throws yep. it behind her back. Yep. And I wonder had, if they had to practice that scene a little bit. Like, is that an unbreakable jar that they just kind of like, kept chucking, or <laughs> yeah, is there rub- like broken glass everywhere? It's a rubber jar, probably. <laughs> um, the uh, there is a we've yet to see her fight. Sorry, except for in that ring. Yeah, we saw so, like there was there were hints of like she said capoeira, he said muay thai. She agreed. Yeah. Um, Kimbaku, so they fought a little bit. He smacked her ass real good. Oh yeah, he gave that her a was good whoop. My favorite part of this episode. And he, his grin, the grin his on his grin face. was so funny. She turns around and he's like, "Smack that ass!" Um, <laughs> and, and she goes, she goes flying, and he's just smiling ear to ear. It's so funny. He's got this biggest grin. So funny. Uh, <laughs> and then he's like, "Muay Thai." <laughs> Every other Thursday. <sighs> I love it. I love it so much. It's very good. <laughs> so, and then there's the like, kind of, almost sad, bittersweet backstory or not backstory, uh, side story of 
him and Karen having their dates. Oh, right. And we're trying like really hard just to get all the backstory and all the juicy details of him and Electra, but like he keeps going out on dates with Karen, which I thought wasn't going to happen because Electra's back and he's going to focus on like figuring out why the hell she's there. Yeah. But, but instead he's going on a date. He doesn't want to ruin things with Karen. I mean, I wouldn't she... either. You see, because Karen, that's because Karen loves the lightness, the light that is inside Matt Murdock. She sees the light. The good. And Electra loves the darkness. Yeah, she said that you've got this glorious darkness inside that's right. you. And I think, I think that's a very distinct choice that Matt is making when he chooses who he's going to be with. Yeah, because he could be the Punisher or he could be the Daredevil. Yeah, or, or neither, or, you know, be Matt Murdock. No. I think, I think there's a little bit of um, when he, because Karen doesn't look at him as Daredevil. She looks at him as Matt Murdock, the lawyer. Um, For now. Yeah. For now. I don't know what she'll, how, who she'll think, what she'll think of him uh, once. I, I, as I said, I don't really want the whole girlfriend doesn't know he's Daredevil thing, but it could be interesting if it is revealed to her pretty quickly and then they have to have like a well the reason i loved you is i you know she's she two episodes ago she was talking about how she no longer sees a difference between daredevil and punisher yeah um she's she's like they're just all vigilantes they're all vigilantes uh he one caused the other um i don't know if i see a difference anymore so it's possible that when she finds out she's gonna be very upset because she's, she sees him as this righteous lawyer who fights for good and, and in the right way. And now she's also an alcoholic. And yeah, she also, th- well, she, she thinks he has a drinking problem. He, or, said, well, he keeps rather, saying he's recovering, and I, I think it was a little bit of a subtext in there that she thinks he's trying to quit. Because she said recovering over and over when they were talking about him, yeah. him getting over things. Yeah, yeah. But then there was all that talk of wine. And there's also all that talk of them going to bars together. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's like... I don't drink anything you, that's not at Josie's. Right. If you think he's an alcoholic, probably shouldn't be going to... Uh, bars. Josie's constantly with him. <laughs> probably shouldn't be ordering wine at a really great-looking um, ethnic restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what kind of restaurant that was, but I want to go there. I thought, is it Cuban? Maybe? I don't know, but okay. I want to go there. Right. It looked so divey. So no, it was divey, and I like those are the best places to eat. Yeah, I mean all those fancy peppers, though. When they light everything with string lights like that, you know it's a good place. Mm-hmm. You know it's a good place. If the tables are like less than two feet away from each other because they just tried to pack in as many as they could, <laughs> you know it's a good place to eat. Oh yeah. Absolutely, they need to because they're that that demand, you know. Yeah. Um. So I thought, I, I thought this was a good episode. I like Electra. I'm interested in where where it's going. Um. It it definitely adds a new wrinkle to the personality of Matt Murdock and that he's sort of tempted by the darkness. Yeah. Yeah, and then like she knows what he does with his evenings. Yeah, which is a huge revelation at the end of the episode. Yeah, and she puts the bag up and unzips it, and there's the helmet, and he's like, "How how do you know?" How did where, where did that bag come from? I don't know. That's the thing I had. Like, not only how do you know, but how did you get his suit? Yeah, like how did you get it out of his apartment? He had it so well hidden. Yeah, he didn't have it very well hidden. Probably not. He didn't. 
He's not very good with the secrets. I mean, he, <laughs> it's not like he can look at it and assess how well hidden it is. Well, he used to have that like, spot in the floor where he kept everything. No, it was in the wall. Okay, sorry. Whatever. But it was like hidden behind a panel or something. Sort of. Either way, she got a hold of it, and it's curious that she was able to do that. Yep. I, I wonder... And then she put on her own awesome-looking suit mm. and put the mask over her face, and... Yeah. That's... Like, that was straight out of the trailer. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. I really like... I like the costume. It's it it makes it's a realistic costume. It makes sense. Yeah, it's not like some ninja turtle ninja yeah. red thing that like from. I mean, it is a comics. little bit, but <laughs> well, it's not like a goofy comic book sure, ninja kind sure. of thing because that's what the comics had her in with that weird like bandana. I hope I hope we're still gonna get there. Um, <laughs> I still want that. Have some uh, have some backstory like they did with Jessica Jones. Yeah, <laughs> the jewel costume. My favorite thing about this episode, I hate to say, as much as Electra is interesting and everything, is the fact that they did not drop the Frank Castle storyline. It's looking to me like uh, Nelson and Murdoch might be defending Frank yeah. Castle, which would be awesome. Yeah, it like the what I'm seeing happening. I'm gonna make a little bit of speculation here. Is it looks like in order to screw over the DA. And her bid for mayoral seat or whatever, uh-huh. mayor's office, in order to stop that from happening so that she doesn't have a chance to screw over everybody, they're going to get Frank Castle off the hook by showing that he was like he had a, a, a traumatic brain injury. I don't know. I don't know if I would say it's in order to screw over the D.A., but I think they're going to try to stop the D.A. from doing some railroading Frank Castle and lying about him and everything which might have the effect of screwing over the DA and giving them I lots mean, of trouble. If if they weren't going to do that, then why show all the stuff with Marcy? Talk, like, what do you why, mean? Why have Marcy give the exposition of this is what the DA wants to do? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. The DA is doing something bad, so they're just going to try to stop the DA from doing the bad thing, which is... They could add a press conference on the TV, make that apparent. Yeah, but they'd have to... They'd have they have to find the facts first. They have no proof yeah. right now that Frank and that's what's going to happen. They're going to they're going to uncover the story just like they did with Allied United. They're going to Union un- Allied Union Allied. I always get that backwards. Um, Union Allied. They're going to find the story and somehow release it probably through that same paper and uh, get 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 the uh, get the info out to the people. The bulletin. I like that they brought in Marcy to talk about like what the DA was going to do, but then also she made that little itty-bitty connection, said the name. Oh, yeah. we got to represent one of ours, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. I like that connection being yeah, made. Yeah, and now she's working for that law firm, yeah. which is fun. Yeah. HMBC, I think is what she called it, or HMCB. Yeah, I forget. Davis Maine was at the... Am I making that up? I don't know. Wasn't it? I think it might be another show. Uh, what was the name of her law firm last last season? There Landman was, and Zach. Landman and Zach. What's Davis and Maine? That's I don't that's, know. that's from some others. Oh, you know it's from uh, Better Call Saul. Oh God! <laughs> Sorry, getting my fictional law firms confused. It's okay. So she was on Lemon and Zach, but got now fired, she's... and now she's been moved over to 
uh, HMCB or HMBC. Yeah, I'm not sure the which letter combination it was. Jessica Jones's law firm. I, I'm betting that the H is for Hogarth. That's right. Probably so. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Anyway, that was really cool. Do nice little deep continuity. Speaking of deep continuity, uh, we had we had uh, lots of background stuff in the uh, in the uh, um, newsroom. Which was nice. It's Stark Tower. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stark Tower ruined or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Stark in Tower, the of New York. Uh, not destroyed, but definitely like uh, yeah, it was something something like ruined. Yeah, I think it was ruined after the Battle know. of NY. And then right beside it, uh, Cybertech, um, not collapses, uh, settles, settles. That's Cybertech right. settles, which is super fun because that's from. Cybertech is from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's not yeah. even from the movies. A lot of times they'll reference the movies or other Netflix stuff. But that's a direct reference to uh, death, the Deathlock program. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that they did that. I like that they're keeping the connection between everything. I really wanted points. to know what was on the, um, the assignment board. That was oh, right yeah. after, after you see those two articles, you see the assignment board. Yeah, there was a police shooting. And then that's there all was, we could read. There was, there was another one that was like uh, Black Lives Matter um, something, like either movement or, or gathering oh, yeah. or something like that. But it said Black Lives Matter, blah, and hmm. it was assigned to somebody. I didn't see that one. Like, those were the only two that I could make out because we couldn't get it to pause right. Maybe yeah. we should watch it on the computer so that we could pause it. Yeah, correctly. I don't know. I don't know if it's even possible to get it to pause that I don't know if it's it's just too small. I think I think the others are too small. But we might be able to make out a few others. Other people might zoom in and blow it up and stuff. Somebody find that for us, <laughs> um, please. But it's cool that they're putting all those connections to not only the movies but to Agents of Shield and the ABC side of the TV stuff. Yeah, because um, it's still Marvel TV. Did you see the article this week that came out about Clark? Um, I think it was Ke- Jeff Loeb promised uh, yes. Clark Gregg that he yep. would meet Iron Fist. Yep. Not just not Phil Coulson being on the show, not just necess- him feed, him meeting Iron Fist. He said not necessarily, uh, but I think they're going to try to put them in the, on the screen together, which would be really cool to tie in. We've never actually had a direct crossover yeah. yet. Yet. Well, so. other than the little tiny link that we got this episode with Cybertech. Well, yeah, yeah, but no, like, Human being, on yeah, those no, shows. like on screen tie in, yeah, or no, Cybertech was the small, was the, that's tie-in. the most tie in we've had, yeah, it's a very passive tie in, yeah. So, anything else you uh, you wanted to mention about this episode? About this episode, not really. Um, it's a little bit of a slow one, it's a little character building where we'll get there. I can't wait to see more Frank Castle, yeah, and find out what's going on with him. Uh, I have a feeling if he's in custody. We He's going to be under attack. We will see him again. I know that to be fact. Yeah, I mean, even without yeah. no, like even without seeing the pictures of him in like full on skull face shirt Punisher garb, you know he's going to come back. Definitely seems like it. I mean, they were calling they being the showrunners were calling this season Punisher versus Daredevil, and. It's been five episodes. Yeah, that's why I was so surprised when... Yeah, that arc ended in, that in arc four. That arc seemed to end. Yeah. But I'm sure it's, he's going to be out of, the, out of prison soon. and He's got to be. Be going at... Going, I, I think like It's going to be crazy if Foggy gets him out. Might need his help or something. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Like to go against the hand. He needs just like 
some bullets to rain down. That would be pretty epic. That would be pretty epic. I like that while in the last episode, while Matt was fighting the bad people, he was also like taking weapons out of the Punisher's hands. Yes, that was so. We didn't mention that, but that was a great moment. How he like threw the baton to knock the gun out. He like caught the hammer and took it out of his hands. No killing. I, I loved. I loved the hammer. Uh, he loses his gun, and you see he's Punisher looking around for something. Looks around for the gun. He like looks over and is like, "Oh, it's out of reach. What do I? What can I kill with? What can I? Oh, a hammer. How about then this he, ball peen hammer? Like very." Very slowly and methodically walks over, like holds a guy's head with one hand like he's going to hammer it, and then <laughs> the hammer snatched away. No it's killing. A really, really beautiful scene. Oh, man. It just um, shows that great disparity, that their relationship. It just helps to build their relationship. Absolutely. So we got a little bit of feedback just now uh, from Jeffrey James on Facebook. It says, feedback on the first Daredevil Season 2 podcast. First, kudos on a great discussion. Listening to your rundown and opinions greatly, greatly increases my enjoyment of the series. Here are my thoughts on your review. One, the cooks attacking the robber wasn't just for comic relief. It helps establish that people in Hell's Kitchen are clearly on the devil's side. He's a hero to them. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Forgot to kind of just yeah, absolutely. say that. It just came out a little silly is all I was saying. Yeah. Uh, but I, don't, I, I totally agree. I think it was mostly the spoon that, that made it really maybe, silly for me. Maybe the ladle. Being beaten with a ladle seems a little <laughs> silly. A little bit silly. Uh, he says, two, the shotgun scene in the hospital felt very much like a tribute to the first Terminator movie. I think that the director might have consciously been trying to tweak that cultural memory. Huh. That does, can, that does seem very say. similar. Yeah, it, just the way it was shot, the way you, it's like the camera track dollying backwards dun, dun. as you see the footsteps oh, yeah. panning up. Yeah, totally. And that terrifying visage of, of him just walking down with a gun, like with a shotgun in just a very peaceful setting. Like, this guy is up to no good. You could tell. You yeah. can absolutely tell. Just walking in like, don't give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, three, Foggy's visit to the biker bar was partly motivated by his need to protect Matt. He's clearly hoping that he can find things out without getting Matt into another scrape. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he also... It's a little irresponsible of Matt to let him almost. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> or let, let him go alone. Why don't you go as a duo of lawyers, one of which is a superhero? <laughs> yeah, one of which can break everyone in there. I think it was just because Matt had did. something else to do. But, it, uh, I don't know. I think it could have been fine to w- yeah. just wait on Matt. Well, mm, yeah. I forget what he was doing while... That was going on. It might have been that he was... No, he wasn't knocked out yet. I think he was just tracking the Punisher. Yeah. Just looking for him. Yeah, probably so. We're moving really fast through this, so it's kind of hard to... Like, everything's blurred together. <laughs> it's like, was he chained to the chimney by then? No, no, no he wasn't. No, no. It was the, I think it was the first episode, right? Yeah, we're talking about the first episode. First episode was, yeah, so uh, that's where... Yeah, that's when he was tracking the Punisher. He was trying to find Punisher. Yeah. And then he does, and... Runs into frame just in time before the Punisher takes out uh, Grotto. Grotto. And then he says, again, thanks so much, because that was capitalized. Thanks so much for a great podcast. I'm trying to hold back watching additional episodes so that I can, quote unquote, be right there with you. But I've watched ahead a bit. Now that you're actually releasing the podcast, I'm going to slow down and stick with the program. (laughs) That's That's, uh, really nice. That's adorable. That's really nice. Uh, I, you know, I totally understand the 
uh, temptation to watch ahead. Uh, we're watching. It's still Saturday. Yeah, it's still Saturday. Just actually, you know. uh, so this <laughs> little uh, we feel like releasing more than one a day is probably overkill. So we we we, we release them one at a time. But we watched. We binge watch about a half a season per per sitting session. Yeah, <laughs> we watch then cast then watch then cast. So it's a little behind the scenes. <laughs> so this has been our fifth podcast we've recorded today. Um, <laughs> I'm about tired of talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just glad I had a Saturday off so we could do this. Oh yeah, dude. God, this is the best out. way to do it. Yeah, it's a lot more fun. We we've, in previous uh, with Jessica Jones or previous Daredevil season, we had to do something by Skype. It's a lot more fun to do it in the room. And... Oh yeah, because then we get the reaction of each other. Not only it, the reaction during the podcast, but like during the episode that we can comment yeah, on each other's reactions absolutely. to it. Absolutely. Because. Uh, <laughs> When uh, when it was happening, when the uh, when the fight in this episode, when the fight in the in the ring was happening, like our our commentary on it, like what did he just? <laughs> did they just? Oh, what yeah. are they doing now? How did the foot get there? He just spanked her <laughs> in the grin. I still can't get over that grin. That that was the best moment of this. Episode. That was a devilish grin. Mm-hmm. Ha ha. Some dark. Some dark. A dark moment when. Uh, she was trying to get him to kill his father's killer, killer dude. Yeah. That was very dark, Roscoe. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was really, really dark. I. Mm, it's hard to it's hard to put this to words. The way that he was punching was not very good punching. It was all shoulder or all like arm and shoulder. It wasn't like punching as hard as he could have if he had done like proper form it just it was yeah it was a little weird because we know he knows how to yeah like he's been trained i don't think that was a tiny kid i don't think that was supposed to be that way um but i mean i'm not i'm not a punching expert uh i know you're a you're an expert on all things punching and all things guns so well i mean i took martial arts for a few years so but uh yeah I was in prison for three years. I know how to punch. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was watching Ant-Man recently, so that's why that came to mind. Take out Luis before you left. <laughs> you know, I'm the only one to knock him out. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, guys, it's been an awesome day of Daredevil casting. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with you tomorrow with episode six. Um, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team-Up Network. If you want to find more of our inf- information about us, find us at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast. And uh, if you want to call us and leave a voicemail, call us at 573-CAST-MCU. Uh, if you want to find a similar podcast about the DC Universe uh, and all of its television and film properties, check out the DC On Screen podcast. Um, we hope to hear from you guys about what you're thinking of this season. Uh, let us know so we can use your feedback on an upcoming episode. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Until next time, true believers.